it up firing it up another episode of the captain luke podcast with your host captain lou and luke he is luke do you want them to know your last name that's fine it's luke coffee friends like the um, drink except spell different we have been sitting here at the planning table with our facebook audience bl and house on and we are super glad to see that we were joined today by the the eminent illustrious bob lofton Jeff Vanover, friend of the show. 100%. Um, Luke and I were batting around the idea of having a bunch of, like, putting in the can yeah. a bunch of Jeff Vanover stuff. Yeah. We, we want to put it in the can to keep our, just a bunch of 20, 40 hour long, whatever yeah. we get into with Jeff Vanover, because Jeff is representative of what I consider to be the best of us. True that. Who is the best skateboarder? It's the one who started most recently, loves it the most, is the most nerdy. Can do the most. Who's got the, got the most questions. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I better watch it. out. I'm going to lose my bragging rights. I've been doing more kickflips lately. Did you land one recently? Shh, shh, shh. You know what? I'm trying to tell. I am you. not even trying to land them. But you just do sometimes? Shush. So they just flop No, over? that's not what's happening. Okay. What's happening is... It's style. Uh-uh. I am just dialing the flick path so that yeah. they are effortless and easy. I have this giant board I ride. Which, by the way... I know. Here we go. Let me get it. Get it, get it, get it, get it. I want to take a moment, dear, dear listener, dear reader, dear viewer, viewer. I want to talk to you about life skateboards. Life skateboards, the boards we ride. Indeed. This is the model I ride. It's a Panhead XL. You can go on lifeskateboardsingular.com. <laughs> and um, I ride the Panhead XL, but I request a 14.75 wheelbase. And that gives me a, uh, a big old nose on there. I don't know how long that nose is. It's a full hand. It's, Do we have a measuring it's like. I don't have one up here I because bet that's seven and a half inches. It is. I think it puts me at seven and a half and seven point two on the tail, seven and a quarter maybe on the tail. I like those dimensions, yeah. and I don't have. I'm not having a lot of trouble at all. Real estate, really? somewhere to land. Yeah. But you know, if you're into sizes and shapes that are smaller, more compact, yeah. more uh, moderate. Yeah. Well, I mean, how are you living? Yeah. But if that's you and that's the way you feel. Easy peasy. Go on lifeskateboard.com and dial in your ride. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Life skateboard life skateboards are made in what town are they in now? Knightsville? I don't Knightstown. know, dude. I, I think they're in Knightstown. They're not in Knightstown. They're they're in Indiana outside about a half an hour outside of Indianapolis. Towards on the southeast side. Southeast side. It's yeah. an hour and thirty five minutes from my house. To Sam's place. To Sam's. They are finishing up the build on the new workshop. Indeed. Right now. Yes. They have plenty of stock yep. pressed and cured, ready to cut and shape to your orders, as well as cuts in stock, ready to ship as they are. Less than the price of a cup of coffee a week. For many weeks in a row. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Live skateboards are the board's... We just are super stoked on life skateboards. We've said it before. Yep. I've been ornery about it. I've been conciliatory. I, I just, I can't get over the value. And you know, where you are, 
you may have an operation like Life Skateboards. I know that, and I'm not talking about factory operations that are volume oriented yeah. toward making making decks for brands. I'm talking about the unified brand and production in yes. one place yeah. with a full accountability directly to the customer, to the skateboarder, yeah. or to the person who loves a skateboarder for the quality yes. of that board. Not necessarily craft skateboards. What you what what what, what term do we use? Craft is definitely a term like, I love. I, I like mean, craft. I wouldn't just I mean I like workshop. Their workshop um, workshop versus versus factory. Yeah. Um, How would you describe Sam's operation? It's not necessarily craft. It's not like you hues each board. What I don't like is handmade. I can't stand when I Why? when I see when I see a craft brand or a yeah. workshop brand that's in a skate shop, and I'm in the shop and I'm a fly on the wall, and I see the guy go, "Oh yeah, those boards, those are handmade." I hate that. Because because handmade is like some ashtray that some kid in third grade made for his mommy. It's all love, but it looks like snot. You know, it's not good quality. It's not elegant. It's not oh, nice. That's fascinating. But when I hear craft, I'm like, okay, somebody knows the art yeah. and the math of how to do this, yeah. and they do it very well. Yeah. And that there's care, craft to me, and yeah. it's just to me, but it means that there's care in the process. Craft is care. That results in value in the product. Yeah. Handmade, excuse me friends, but you do know the hands are being used on all of those, <laughs> yeah. all those whirly wheels yeah. in the Chinese right. factories yeah. that have wage slavery or in the, the you know, I don't want to go into that because it's so bitter. The wage slavery of mainstream skateboarding just... I've heard major producers in trade settings mm -hmm. boast. Oh yeah, well, my, my, my non-domestic factory can do that for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, there it is. And they're proud. And what they're saying is, well... I can't say what they're saying. Okay. I can't see their brain. <laughs> okay. But I definitely know that they're not saying these are high value items that are worth more money. Yes. They're saying we're going to make them cheaper so we can we can take more of the market. Yeah. And you know, this is my opinion in which I am a certified expert. <laughs> um, that's that's a, that's garbage culture. Yeah. That just is that's garbage it's, and I don't true. I don't like it. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you guys what I like. And would what you I just think. would you describe life skateboards as craft made or workshop made? I would yes. put them more in the and workshop yes. made. I don't. No, no, craft and workshop both go together. Like think of an expert craftsman yeah. working in, in a, a workshop. workshop. Yeah, but versus go ahead. Versus like a handmade person who doesn't have a workshop. They've got some tools, maybe a bench in their garage. Yeah. Um, you know, which by the way, that. That could make great boards. In fact, I know that uh, there was a brand out of Austin called Voluptuous. Really? Yes. So sick. Ty at Voluptuous made amazing boards. Really, really good boards. Sure. He had a garage with a workbench and a press, a single press. So sick. Small, yeah. super small batches. I think he was pressing one or two at a time. Yeah. Like and, almost for him and his friends, and he 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 ran oh, he ran he out ride? some really wow. nice product out of there. Sure, and it's on it was on par with Life Skateboards. 
That's awesome. Um, the thing that neither Ty nor Sam and Casper at Life mm -hmm. had on them was they didn't have to make thousands of units to bottom line yeah. for California investment companies, <laughs> VF Corp, yes. and a ton of like a hundred brands run by a bunch of people. Right. They didn't have to do that. They could put care into every unit, every skateboard deck they made because it was a craft operation built in a workshop. Yes. Okay. Understood. But, but the, the contrast is mass produced and factory. Sure. Now, at this point, a lot of guys come around and they start getting all they start getting all cantankerous. They get cantankerous yeah. because they they love their favorite factory brand. Yeah. So they'll start making arguments like if it's not pressed on a hydraulic press, it's garbage, <laughs> you know? Or they'll start saying like uh, if it's not CNC cut, it's garbage. You'll yes. get all these things. Yes. And you know, good on you, buddy. That's definitely your opinion. Take it to your podcast. <laughs> get, get out there and just go ahead and preach the preach your yeah. gospel of mass production. Preach your gospel of wage slavery economics. Yeah. Preach your gospel of selling out what ought to have been uh, jobs within our community. And hey, I'm not even saying that skateboarders want these jobs. These are hardworking jobs. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, maybe maybe they have to do that. What I do know is that when I find an operation like Life Skateboards where these guys are, they're killing it yes. on producing terrific quality mm -hmm. in pretty robust quantities. Yeah. They're offering it at prices that are only mildly higher yep. than a lot of the decks that are going on out there. And you've got choices of six ply, yeah. seven ply, Eight ply, nine ply. You've got choices of long boards, yeah. short boards. You've got at least five or six different concaves. Yeah. You have three main concaves at least. Yeah. You've got mellow. You've got standard. Yeah. You've got deep. I mean, come on. The value here is so high yeah. that no wonder nobody listens to us. <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder you hate us, worldwide skateboarders. Yeah. But live skateboards oh. also they have a. Um, he just told me yesterday mm -hmm. that right now they're running a special. Okay. You order a board, mm -hmm. and you can get a t-shirt with that board graphic on it. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I love t-shirts. And I don't know what the discount is on that t-shirt, but it's something nice. Go on lifeskateboard.com, www.lifeskateboard.com, <laughs> and check out the deal, and get yourself a board, and then get your graphic on your t-shirt. I don't know why everyone isn't doing this. I can't understand to this day why Life Skateboards isn't absolutely running out a waiting list on everything. But they're not. There is there is only normal lead time yeah. on the work. And boards are made to order, so you've got a little bit of lead time. But, you know, you need something to live for. Yeah, that's fine. So craft and workshop versus mass and factory loop. That's how we're refining this. Now, we... Eschew. Eschew. We yeah. eschew terms. <laughs> yeah. To eschew is to push away and create distance yes. from. It's 50% off your t-shirt if you buy a deck. There it is. 50% off your t-shirt. Look at how, without you, I'm lost. Look at this. Yep. Lifeskateboard.com. Now, we don't use words like artisanal. <laughs> okay, we don't use artisanal. We never use the word bespoke okay ever that's not because that's not because these words don't perfectly apply to life skateboards okay but because 
they are they have been to me rendered relatively i've got the ick okay i've got the ick with it because yeah. that is um well it just re reminds me of Portland. Hassan Piker wearing work in progress, yes. Carhartt yes. branded yes. Uh, pants. Yes, uh, yeah, it, it just it doesn't work for me. Like so Portland, we, circa 2019. I mean, Portlandia. Portlandia. Yeah, that just is, evokes the Portlandia vibe. Yes. Um, artisanal, bespoke. artisanal, and bespoke yeah, are so they, over. Yeah, we're done. Over. You're out. Right. Straight out. Done. So, so we don't we don't say the A word or the B word. Got we it. stick to the C word, craft. <laughs> Dude, I craft think. and workshop, yeah. mass and factory. These yes. are the, and uh, I personally would love it if American skateboarding came off the mass and factory brands and started to just experience the support of regional artisanal bespoke stop, offerings. <laughs> I really think the market ought to belong to the people who deserve it the most. Yes. I Just off the top of my head, uh, Manak, M-A-N-A-K, Manak Skates, yes. um, Gluefoot, that's glue, foot. Uh, these are small press ops. Um, you got... Uh, Woodshop. Woodshop, although um, he has been in the biz for a long time, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's Ben Butler, and yeah. he is a heavy, and... Um, he he's been in the biz a long time, and uh, I'll tell you what, um, I I I've got a lot of respect. Ben has been chipping away at this sort of thing for a long time. There are brands that I miss. I miss Voluptuous. I miss Frank Percelli's Percelli's work. Yes, a lot. Is he not present for us? No, not right now. He's right. living life. Living life. Son. He is. I like when somebody tables their board op to build their life. Yeah. And um, well, that's what I've done. Yeah. I was just down there today. I cut a skateboard today. What? I know. Bro, really? I know. That's actually a pretty big step. That's I awesome. Know. Good for yeah, you. Just a little thing for you. One thing at a time. Like you had a blank down there? You were like, I had a blank down afraid. there that it was already scribed. And you were like, all right. And so I just, you know. Touched it. I just, you know. Did you feel the, the buzz? Oh, I felt it. Oh, boy. Oh, I felt it. I want to hear more about it. There's not a lot more to say. Okay, I, right. I did a rough outline, then I realized that for the wintertime, I plasticed up all the windows. Yeah, and you can't So I couldn't exhaust out. fan. Uh, I've moved a bunch of fans uh, around, so I'm going to, um, when we start up again, one mm -hmm. of the things on the list is going to be a dust management system yeah. from Harbor Freight. Yes. We're just going to buy that. We're yep. going to install yep. that and run it. Yes. That's, I'm not going forward without an air, without an air management system, and... I am going to uh, also put in a bunch of filter fans. Yep. I'm not, I ain't going down with no silicosis. <laughs> Dude, silicosis. I ain't going down yeah. like that. I'm not. The and, black long. And I gotta say, I'm more than happy to spend 10 minutes in mm -hmm. our props to life skateboards and talking about this craft stuff. Yeah. I also spent time today going through my old historic YouTube channel. In the glory days. Um, lot of long form material unedited yeah there's clip material there's edited form videos and i want to re-release them um johnny manak has been posting posting up tutorials on how he does stuff oh, awesome. his process is closer to sam's and further from mine okay but um they both have gone with a uh well i don't know how sam does it now but they pin both router? cut with a pin router yeah. He's got a router mounted under a table that yeah. has a, you know, like that. Sam's got a pin router from the top. Which is so gnarly, dude. Yeah, it is gnarly. Dude, that thing is and I'm, I'm still a bandsaw guy. Yeah. 
Um, You're more artisanal. I don't think so. I do not. I think the pin router is a great way to go, but you need a flat platen. You need yeah. a you need a flat platen well, through the holes, don't you? Not necessarily. You could, but that thing it would buck yeah, way no, more than a fan. Yeah, you'd probably kill yourself a, if you didn't have it. Yeah, absolutely. a bandsaw doesn't buck like those things. That's buck. why I think you're more artisanal. Oh wow! Because you and am. you do a whole lot of stuff by eye that I don't think a, a lot of other people are making jigs and stuff. And you're, like when you lay yeah. the templates down, you're doing it by eye. I do. I center the I center the concave, um, but I there is a, there isn't a discernible center on the that's me in my eye. See, again. that's what I'm saying. Artisanal. And, you know, my process is not for everyone. I've tried yeah. to show people to, how I do it, but I'm, yeah. not telling, I'm not trying to teach people to do it the way I do it. Yeah. Seeing Johnny Manack, he, uh, he blew my mind. He called me, and he gave me such a big hug. I was in Texas at the time. I had driven the old blood, blood, blood clot, clot yeah. Suburbalac yes. out to Texas. <laughs> and um, it goes in this Sunday night. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Straight up. Uh, hopefully, it will come out with a fully working 4L60E transmission. You would think after the fourth time. It, a fourth, <laughs> fourth time is a charm. Yeah. It's the third time with this transmission shop. So, well, it's the fourth transmission, yes. third time with this shop. It's fine. And um, I am so hopeful. I really do love my shop that's working it. on it. I yeah. really do. You've given them a lot of You guys have connection now. You guys don't have mileage. You know, sometimes you don't get it right. But they really try to make it right. Yeah, and good for them. They have tried. I've lost money in the deal. Yes. But you're gonna have that. You really and Sometimes a little bit of loyalty to who your guys are can just cost you a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just know that. You, you, what are you gonna do? The devil you know is better than the one you don't. Yeah, sometimes. It sometimes is, yeah. that's the case. So, Suburbalac's going. It, but I was in Texas, and yeah. Johnny called me. I was so humbled that he reached out to me because mm -hmm. I I'm tender. Yeah, and I'm I'm an emotional critter. Yeah, and uh, he called me up, and he he was he was telling me that he learned how to make skateboards, mm -hmm. his first runs. Yeah, from my garbage long form blither blathers. Wow. on my on my Facebook lives and my YouTube through the Makers Movement. That's actually powerful. That's awesome. Man. And I've been watching over the Makers Movement with some degree of vigilance. Sure. And um, and it's done it. Yeah. And now you have Mike Villalobos has taken what has gone on there, and mm -hmm. he's collated it into the art of board making on Instagram. Yeah. And he just he just platforms and profiles and yep. platforms and profiles, all this stuff. So it's it's a juggernaut. It's going all on its own. Yeah. And I'm really interested in that, just maximizing. You know. Yes, absolutely. Are you? So I just got paranoid. I just got to check the, <laughs> the pairing. Got to check the the pairing of the. Uh, lavies so yeah so there's our talk about craft yeah we're craft talking you're dude should we should we get together and do some craft talking craft talking we're gonna craft talk on the industry dude we're gonna craft talk on the industry anybody who craft talks on the industry is out so our big thanks go out for the support of life skateboards for this podcast do you have a whole bunch of them i have a whole bunch of them i want to look at them i want the football shape i might have I might have what you're looking for. I, I want it like, to be nine inches. It's like 15 of them. I don't know if I have a nine inch football, but I do have a 10 inch football and it's a nine to one of the trucks. Son. Um, Am I prepared? Next. Good. A special thanks to Everything Skateboarding Magazine. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, it is on like Donkey Kong. It yeah. has now begun to spread. Yes. 
everything skateboarding magazine. By the way, I misspoke and I need to offer a retraction. I yammered on about uh, the relationship of the magazine to major shoe brands and things like that. Oh, and he clarified. The editor was, was good enough to come on the Facebook yes. and to clarify yeah. that he's, he's, it's not exactly the way I said it. Go figure. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, you'll have that on these big jobs. Me trying to talk about things, not a good idea. <laughs> so we start a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I am so pleased to see that Everything Skateboarding Magazine's readership is kind of exploding. It's, it's how many, did, did, did he have a count of the number? Yes, he does. Do I remember what the numbers are? No, I don't. Do you have a rough guesstimate? Um, nope. Artisanally I, speaking. I don't. It's, it's blowing up. Okay. Um, and uh, that's very exciting. It is. Because the advertisers are going to be pleased. Yes. The, uh, the next run of advertisers includes some pretty, I mean, already we had Christian Soy wanted to be on the cover. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, insane. he wanted to be on the cover of it. 100%. You've got players in there like Warren Bolster. You've got some real players going on here. Yeah. And um, it reaches back to the 50s and 60s. It reaches right into the the groovy stuff. And yeah. it reaches sideways into music and yeah. food yeah. and books. And it art is and camping and seriously. all kinds of cool stuff. Here. Seriously. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh, man, I'm... I'm super, super grateful that Everything Skateboarding Magazine is operating as an encouragement to our podcast, and 100%. we're very happy to have them along for the ride. That's we the had work the worst of, uh, ad in it. Did we? Yeah, I'm proud of that. It probably wasn't the worst. I don't think it was that bad. It was a little wordy. Uh, all right. All right. I um, found his comment on our last live clarifying. What does he say? Do you want me to read it? I do. Just to clarify, shoe companies are more than welcome to advertise in everything skateboarding so long as they are either A, skater owned and operated, or B, Vans, in parentheses, which is the only corporate corporation that we would ever welcome into the fold for obvious reasons, end quotes. Or end, what's the, what's the, what's the right side of the parentheses? Okay, what is that? We just got a message from D. Kistner. Oh. D. Kistner just popped up on the uh, Facebook feed. I, I want to give it was a, a shout out. I don't think he's on the feed, is he? Yeah, he, he messaged me. Okay. I want to give a shout out to D. Kistner. D. is he is an outstanding knife maker. I know a couple of really amazing knife makers. Yeah. Um, Michael O'Mockerly and D. Kistner are people I consider friends of mine. He just asked, uh, hey brother, I was wondering if you're still carrying that knife I made you. Oh, so sick. D. Your knife did... Uh, 250 miles on my motorcycle with me yesterday. Heck yeah. Um, it is an EDC and it is an absolute workhorse. I asked D to make me this knife rough finish and it's three eighths thick. Um, yeah, that's sick. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely sick. And I asked him to make a narrow handle on it. He gave me black micarta scales. The thing is full tang amazing through and through and i carry thing. it with me all the time sheath did he make the sheath yeah he, he does the whole thing my guy and i'm I, i'm just emotional because i just uh think that d's d's work uh in knife making is the stuff of of uh things i appreciate bro did you grip a board with this no no it's it's rough finished 
I just pulled off some. Oh, some Debra's. some goo. No, I cut something. I cut something adhesive with it. Oh, that's what happened. No, I would never. I even though it's a workhorse, I'm not gripping boards with with the <laughs> knives I love. I want them to last as long as they're built to last, which yeah, is lifelong and past. Forever. This one will be handed down to my kids. Yeah, There's no question. Because um, you know I ain't long for this earth. <laughs> D Kistner knives. Um, yeah. D, thank you. Love and appreciate you guys. Thank you, yeah, artisanal. Now back to Bud. Yeah, so Bud said, unless it's Gator owned or it's Vans, which I'm confused because isn't okay. Vans owned by a huge corporation? Aren't they? That's what he said. Yeah. Unless it's Skater owned or Vans. Like Soltec. Soltec is Skater owned. Soltec is Skater owned. Soltec. Writing it down. Soltec is responsible for the first skateboard shoe ever. Okay. That came out of Soltec. That's Etnies. That's S. Um, Soltech. Is it still skater owned? I mean, does it still exist? Is it a thing? Yeah. Soltech is, is. Why don't we ride those shoes? Drive, where, those shoes is the word I'm looking for. Because I'm lazy. Oh, I forgot. And, <laughs> I, because I'm lazy. Don't worry about I it. I just ride Vans. Skate shoes. I just want to ride Vans because they're there. I know. And I know that the Vans nine and a half. Oh, nine now. My, I'm down to size nine. Yeah. The van size nine is the last that fits my feet, and I'm old, and I don't like new things. <laughs> so okay. I mean, already Perfect. riding Perfect. riding the Powell Dragon wheels was already I like mean, it. almost a bridge too far. It was. Yeah, I, I know. I understand. Even if it's better, I don't like it. Uh, you know. Yeah, right. I just want what I know. <laughs> yeah. So what Bud is trying to say, what Go he's ahead. trying to say is, um, if it's skater owned, yeah, or it's vans. Because Vans is not skater owned. Yeah, so I wonder what his, what, what why he likes Vans the way that he does. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to speak for Bud, but I'm going to speak for my understanding of Bud from my conversations with him. Go ahead. And these are the things that I would say for myself. Mm -hmm. Vans, as a brand, mm -hmm. under the influence or direction of Steve Van Doren, okay, has remained an a remarkable supporter and promoter yeah. of skateboarding at the industry and culture level. Sure. They've used their platform as a great, a, a really good shoe. Yeah. Okay. To platform skateboarders and skateboarding in a lot of diverse ways that are valuable sure. to the things we all love and enjoy about skateboarding. How'd I do? That's fine. It, it's, it's it sounds good. good. It's fine. I like it. Um, Vans will pop up mm -hmm. doing stuff. Yeah. You can go to the Vans XYZ Jam. There's Steve Van Doren. Guy's adorable. I'm going to be proud of Yeah. There's Steve there Van Doren. And where? what is he doing? He's grilling up all the hot dogs. Oh, dude, that is sick. Yeah. Man, you, go to, awesome. you go to like a bull rider yeah, thing, yeah. and there's Bill Danforth grilling up the hot dogs. Yeah, These sure. are the guys... That, that's the kind of thing. I mean, is it PR? Yes. Yeah, of course. It's great PR. Right. Um, that's <laughs> that's doing well by yeah. doing good. I sure. mean, that's, is it branding? Yeah, it's branding. It's saying, hey, we're with you guys. Yeah. Are they with us? Well, they're owned by Vanity Fair Corporation, <laughs> and they outsourced their American work to China many, many years ago. They even did a promo video featuring the abandoned factory, and it just breaks my heart. But you know what? So what? That's fine. You're sure. going to have that. Do I like it? No. Can I change it? I don't think so. Yeah. If I get a chance to change it, will I? 
Sure. Maybe. Why not? Maybe. I'll give it a go. I don't. It depends I don't, on what's on my schedule. I don't know. I mean, dude, look at him. Yeah. Look at him, dude. He's adorable. He's this, freaking, this is yeah, Steve Van Doren. Awesome. I mean, this guy is legit. He's like your grandpa. He is like grandpa. Or maybe of, an older and, uncle. And he smiles with his whole head. Yes, dude. His it, whole head. You just wish. Um, uh, Steve. Follow. May Steve Van Doren live to see 120 full years. Absolutely. Dude, just as the Bible says, but not a moment more. To the limit. <laughs> to the limit, limit, limit. <laughs> so a big thanks to Everything Skateboarding Magazine and go on Lulu.com and get a copy. Yeah. Buy it. It's like you said it was like two ninety nine. It's like three ninety nine. Three forty nine after like tax. I don't crazy. know. I bought a copy immediately, even though I was sent a Dropbox copy. Oh, you bought a copy. That's I, w I did yeah, immediately. I went and bought a copy. I would have yeah. bought it if it was fourteen bucks. Uh, oh, dude, I would have bought it if it was twenty five. Well, I wouldn't have. Oh, whatever. No, that's that's beyond really? the pale. Really? That's For five hundred and twenty-five bucks? Pages? That's that's like a full day's labor for me. Oh, I would have bought it for two hundred dollars if I would have got the first issue in paper. I would not buy it if it were more than the present market value of a denarius. <laughs> a denarius is made out of gold. It's probably like two thousand dollars or something. I. How? What about ducats? I all right. I don't know. Let's translate it into the, let's translate it into the Victorian era <laughs> of the ducat. All right. Yeah, so okay. All right. Anyway. All I'm saying is, go, go put down, use your shekels wisely on uh, life skateboards, and everything skateboarding magazine. Can you Come buy on. a subscription so it just happens? I don't know. So you don't have to. Buy I don't think so. I don't think so because their issues are coming out. Um, I think they're doing four a year. Yeah. How much would you pay for four a year? Twelve dollars. Come on. Fifteen with tax. You're such a scrounger, dude. That's that's not too much. No, that's no. I'd pay little. I'd pay twenty-five dollars a year. Would you pay one hundred dollars a year? No. Would you pay fifty? No. No. No, I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for four for four copies of an emag. Unless it was Everything Skateboarding magazine. That's what I'm saying. For Everything Skateboarding, I'd pay a hundred bucks. That's twenty five bucks. I can't spend a hundred dollars all at one time. What if you could break it up into payments with like a couple percent interest? <laughs> That'd be twenty five dollars an ep a, a, an issue. That's what I'm saying, dog. But it's we're it's a breakthrough magazine. I think I would. And it's made in America. I think we all know. I think we all would. Aren't they all? It's fine. It's made. It's artisanal. It's bespoke. The servers. The servers are hosted. Dude, the servers are probably hosted in China. No. It's fine. TikTok has its servers in Texas now. Does it really? Yeah, because it makes such a huge makes such a huge difference that they're in Texas. It probably does. I doubt it. Anyway, all that to be said, buy the magazine. It really is incredible. I mean, it's like five hundred and. 32 pages. It's long. And it's good. And it good. has great content. In the it. content is great. Remember that it made my young friend, who is not a skateboarder, young lady. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like the boys club crap. Yeah. She got no time for that. And she said, I need to get a skateboard after she just looked through it with me. You know what? I should, um, yeah. I should peer pressure you into talking bud into letting you write a, a article. For we don't have to. I'm already, I'm already able to produce for this. Okay, well then I should peer pressure you into doing it. That's fine. When we find a good topic and we refine an article, we'll yeah. do it with... Um, already, you don't know this, but we, we've actually been tasked with a project. 
no. Yeah, it's it's a big one. What I haven't it? talked to you about it yet. I'm not going to tell you because okay. it's secret. Okay. But it does involve some travel. Oh. Now. All right. Today's topic. Cap Loop Podcast. Go ahead. Down yeah. to the. We finally have the... arrived. 31 minutes in, we will now begin the podcast. That's right. <laughs> we spent. We basically devoted 15 minutes to pop <laughs> yeah. to uh, to our uh, our sponsors and props and thanks and uh, and recommendations. Yes. Uh, today. I wanted to bring up the humble tail guard. Ugh. Yeah, I did. <sighs> okay, yeah, go I did. ahead. I wanted to. For I wanted what to. Reason? Well, it keeps bumping around in the background. We we keep running into mostly because we got Bob Lofton. Okay, yes. We've got Bob Lofton. Dude, he just heart reacted. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is is devoted to to talking about the humble Dude. tail guard. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay. I really want to go there. Okay. You know, we've touched on this a few times in our career. In our career. <laughs> okay. So, uh. so what's what's the you know? We can take the Jerry Seinfeld and like say, so what's the what's the deal what's, with the tail guard? What's the deal with the tail guard? What's the deal with the tail? Where did they go? What was the problem with tail guards? Well, there were problems. Okay. So let's let's talk about tail guards. Where did they go? And let's start making a list of the problems, right? I need the, Bob these are Lofton, the cons. I need Bob Lofton to cover his ears and, before I talk about this. All right. So so tail guards. When were there tail guards? Luke, did you ever walk into a, anywhere and see boards with tail guards on them? Never with tail guards on them. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them like accoutrement level in the glass display case. Okay. Usually way in the back. And, and what do they look like to you and what do you think when you see them? They're like half moon pieces of plastic with hardware that looks like it's going to rip out of your board in like two seconds okay okay the only the reason that i the I, same screws that hold rails on yeah same how do you style. feel about rails i like rails oh you do but they, they have the same crappy hardware yeah but it's not the just, hardware that i don't like okay i don't want to digress go ahead back to the tail guards <laughs> okay. this is this is one of the 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 strongest weaknesses of the captain lou podcast is the rabbit trails yeah okay we're All gonna right. stay on target so no um <laughs> The honesty. <laughs> so, so he, so you're looking at tail guards. You see them there in the back of something, yeah. and they look like kind of half moonish. Half moon-ish. Yeah, crescent Have you moon. ever seen the puck style tail guards? I actually have. I think I have some at home. Uh huh. Somehow. Usually they're a translucent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Translucent with four holes in them. Yeah. Puck style. Yeah. Well, and puck I still. Puck. Puckstyle. <laughs> it's fine. Puck style tail guards. Puck style tail guards. We should. I want. I want to know which one Bob likes more. Bob, do you like the puck style or do you like the crescent moon kind of half shape? Have you ever run a tail guard on yes, your setup? I have. When did you run one and why and how? Okay, here's what happened. I started skateboarding, and we were skating with Donnie a lot. And Don Milan had he's don't he, call him. That. Oh, he doesn't like it. All no, right. right now props out. Yeah. Donald McRae. M A C R A E. Donnie McRae, legend. you are, you are the good stuff, bro. The man. We love, we you. love you. We love you. We Absolutely. love you. Donnie McRae occupies a high position. Yes. In the core of what we feel like skateboarding is really all about. One hundred percent. Hundred. I took Donnie. Yeah. On the road with me for years. Yes. He. Road dog. True road dog status oh yeah he is a warrior yes. donnie and i built yes a mini 
chin ramp, not the spined out part, yep. but we built a half pipe yep. and a big deck and a half pipe. Yep. And I almost killed him. <laughs> with heat stroke? Not only with heat stroke every day, <laughs> Okay. but I almost killed him yeah. by stitching together the deck. Okay. And then he stood on it and it fell. Oh my gosh. I sabotaged him. Yeah. He came out unscathed. Yes. He's got a nimbleness. Crazy. Dude, he does. He's strong as an ox. Yes, nimble and as a deer. The, but the boy is steadfast. 100%, dude. Donnie's worked concrete with me. Yes. He's worked... Ha in five days, we built this half-mini chin ramp. Yeah. Um, they didn't want skate light. The surface was crap. Yeah. Uh, we gave recommendations. They wound up resurfacing it immediately with... with and I made the adjustable coping so they could just... But they didn't. It was so sad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I I have a I have I don't have regrets at all. Sure. But if you're gonna pay for a ramp installation, pay the extra three four grand for a great surface on it. Yeah. Or just do it yourself. Yeah, it's fine. So, anyways, Donald McRae. Now, yeah. so tail guard. So so Don, I skated with Donnie a lot, and Donnie was into like the retro skateboard feel. So he had a bunch of. That stuff. He'd always run rails on his board, and he would sometimes rail run tail guards slash nose guards. And so I tried it on a board with a set of rails, and it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Was it too heavy? No, I just I'm thinking about then it was fine, but now I just don't like it, and I don't know why. I'm just getting more crabby as I get older. Says the guy who's under thirty. I just I don't know. I I'm trying to discern what I don't like about it. Part of it is the way that it looks. I think I don't I don't like. And part of it is the ex the original experience I had was it was made out of plastic, like hollow hard plastic, and I uh -huh. wore it down. And it was scraping the screws across the ground, and it just I didn't like the feel. I don't know. I didn't like the feel. So I love it. That's actually a really great one. Screw scrape. Yes. With the sparks. Uh, not on purpose, but right? yes. And, and then you can never take the screws out once once you get past the Phillips. Yeah, I would ground them down, so I had to like pry it out. The other thing, now that I'm remembering, is I would I was learning tricks and things, and I would like go up to try a tail stall or maybe try a little fakey pop at the lip on something a little bit bigger, and the tail guard would hit, and it just kind of threw me off my game and I never got to the point where I got used to it enough that I, I integrated it into the way that I did tricks. That's I was great. like, okay, this is fine. Get this out That's of here. That's great because I think the cons about tail guards are real. I don't think that it's like, I don't think they're stupid. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that people who don't like tail guards are by default wrong. I think that the old tail guards were, were kind of garbagey. And yeah. there are no new tail guards. They're still the same way. They screw on usually three screws. Yep. They, uh, they, they, the screws can come up rattling. Yes. Hanging up. Rattling. Yeah. Screw scrape. Yeah. Uh, they look clunky. Yes. And if they're hollow, when yep. you wear them down, you've got the open cell. Dude, and they start making them. a weird sound. That's I had the rattle, that. the buzz. Yeah, there was a buzz. It wasn't a rattle. It was like a buzz of it vibrating against the ground. And it's your like board sounds like garbage. Yeah. Your board sounds like a piece of garbage yes. with that. And these are all really legitimate cons to uh, tail guards. I want to make sure that my position is clear. I'm not anti-tail guard. No. I just personally do not like using them on the decks that I ride. And part of that is just my style. Like, I just wanted everything that I'm doing, 
everything around skateboarding. I want to be just like clean and smooth and simple. And I, so I don't run rails. I ride a popsicle. I just like this. There's something elegant about simpli the simplicity of just riding a popsicle shaped board. So it's a cluttered aesthetic. Yeah, I don't like the clutteredness. I just want it to be smooth, you know, and clean feeling. I, I don't know. It's a weird. It's hard to no, describe. No, the way we set up our skateboards, yeah. uh, you know, you're bringing in the influences. You're yes. bringing in the vibe that you want. Yeah. And people are willing to spend the money yeah. on new decks at Razor Tail. Yeah. To, in order to have an elegant, cl clean, smooth setup. I also stopped scraping my tail to stop. I learned how to power slide. I learned how to carve to stop. I learned how to put a foot down. So. I don't really need the tail guard. I wasn't doing a whole bunch of flat ground or super technical tricks in which I'd be scraping my tail and was like, I'm just getting transition and trying to go fast. So this isn't really my deal, you know? Nice. So. Nice. How do you feel about tail guards? Well, I don't run them. Yeah. So obviously you can see that I feel in such a way about tail guards that, that I don't run them. Yes. And for a lot of the very same reasons. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'll say is that the added weight of a tail guard really throws off <laughs> my Nolly 360 <laughs> to crooked grind down the 16 stair handrail. I knew that that was coming down. <laughs> I, have to, I have to counterweight with ball bearings underneath my trucks to compensate so it for the tail. So it, yeah, I, yeah, I do. And that's why we moved um, our production to China because they're just actually, so technical. I have, to, I, have to take, I have to take my D Kistner custom custom buoy and i have to trim my shoes oh, man. and make sure that i make sure that my my uh, flick path is yes, is, is not perfect. impeded by any extra rubber i understand all right so um <laughs> dude bob lofton just put in the chat i realize i skate weirdly <laughs> but he did this like discourse about tail 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 guards it was beautiful I so the pros of a tail guard mm -hmm. all right so let's just talk about deck life. Protect your, protect your deck. Okay, so at this point, there rises, in yes. my experience from mm -hmm. the skateboarding community, there rises at this point this cry, cry yes. this cry that anyone, anyone who wants their deck to last is somehow it, it is, uh, transgressing the core principles of, I, we get it tattooed on us, you know, skate, skate and destroy, destroy yeah. you know, like, like you're transgressing the core principles. Why not skate and destroy your tail guard? <laughs> Bear I, with me. Yeah, I know. Fine. I know this is. <laughs> yes. You know, but uh, but I get it. Yeah. Um, we like we like wrecking our decks. Yeah. Put them in put them in the collection and move on. You know, like a whole bunch of broken decks. Yeah. That's that's like, I get it. There are good feelings there and good associated yes. experiences there, and I want to. Yeah, I give some love to the people who feel that way. Yeah, that's not. But your deck, oh my gosh, we were talking. What was it last episode about mm -hmm. the uh, these great new techs coming out of Powell? Yeah, they're coming out with new shapes and concaves with their um, tensile strength. What's the uh, fiber fiberglass? What's, the, what's it called? Flight, flight deck. decks, flight deck technology. You know, finally, you know, P two garbage gimmick, almost impact garbage gimmick. Yeah. Start your own podcast. <laughs> it's garbage. That's not how laminate technologies work. And then he SMA said, Blackbird, straight up. Flight deck, straight up. Yeah. That's how it works. Sure. They're doing it right. Yeah. So, you know, we love these technologies, but we were talking about the chippy 
edges of a thinner, harder board. Yeah. And how uh, I was talking to the guys who were riding flight decks, and, and they say, so, some people say, well, they don't really chip, but the other guys say they chip a lot, but they don't break. Yeah. And they razor tail very quickly, but they don't break. Now, one reason that they mm. don't razor tail as often as they would is because people don't touch their tail. They don't yeah. put the tail on the ground yeah. because they don't want to get razor tail. Yeah. But that's a limitation to your skateboarding that's introduced by concern for the fragility of the system of your equipment. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, what if you could grind your tail on the ground? What would you do if you could? You could go look up. Uh, Look up Sergio Whoopi, who is a Brazilian downhiller, and he'll put his tail on the ground, sliding his back wheels, and pick up one foot off the board oh. in kind of a judo on a downhill slide. It's so sick. All the way, and he'll go 150 feet at 35 miles an hour. Yeah, just Well, you would up. never do that with your board because you can't do that and have your board left over at the end of two days. Right, and that's also downhill. That is a little bit different than park riding or even yeah. street riding. But the thing is, you can do the same I'm the same, you know. You, you see what I'm saying? It's like I do, like do you, understand the point. I just it think could it's yeah. go boom, part two. <laughs> All right, continuing. Yes. It turns out you can delete episodes out of your phone, but they don't actually delete but off then your phone. You have to delete your deletions. Yeah. That's that's a thing. So it's a pain in the ass until it's not. That's right. Yeah, it's fine. Live and learn. But that yeah. means what do you have to do? You have to take them into iMovie. I know I put them into ClipChamp, which is Microsoft's version of iMovie, and put them together and then export them out. It'll take forever, but it's fine. I can do it. I can do it. That, what that means is for our for our viewers on Facebook, yeah, that this podcast will be available probably in two days. Yeah, there'll be we're gonna have more of a lag, which is fine. Um, until until we are laptop savvied, yeah, and uh, possibly de dedicated camera. Yes, um, which. Do we have a way for people to send us money? We have to, not yet, but we're getting close. What about our PayPal? They can do PayPal. Can we just can we just put our PayPal into our description we for can. donations? We can. The only problem is that we need to start a bank account and connect the PayPal to a bank account before we can access the money any other way besides sending, like paying for things through PayPal. Yeah, but PayPal comes with a with a card. It can. Yeah, we could look into it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just we'll just use the PayPal card for now. That would be fine. This is where it is. It's fine. Well, we can walk into like the great big tech store where we yes. are met with hilarious apathy. Dude, those guys are so. We can out. walk into. We can walk into that desert. Yeah. Of dude, wilderness retail burnout. <laughs> yeah. We can buy products from them with PayPal on the phone. Just touch and tap and we go. We probably could. We can. I've 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 bought things with PayPal that way. There at the at the tech store. At all sorts of normal places. We should just go in there and talk really loudly together in an aisle, but super loudly about how we love the Apple Store. <laughs> Dude, they would hate us. So anyway, tail guards. I love it, bro. Tail guards. <laughs> the pros. Do you hate money? Ah. Deck life. Yeah. You're gonna. You're basically taking razor tail away with a tail guard. There's another con that we didn't address, and it's that adding thickness to the bottom of your board will change the distance that your tail goes down before it hits a pop. Yes. Okay. Hard plastic will change the stiffness and the hardness mm -hmm. of 
your tail as well. Especially if you epoxy the tail guard on, your board will be stiffer. Yes. Trust me. Yes. It, it affects the strength of your board positively. Yes. All right. So you're going to have, you're going to have uh, a strength. If you epoxy the tail guard yeah. onto the board, you're going to have a stiffness and strength increase. You're going to have a decrease in the distance your tail travels to hit on a pop. That is actually an improvement. By, by reducing the distance that the tail has to go to hit, mm -hmm. you are quickening the pop point of your board. I think you'll do it quicker, but you'll get less power. Nope. You'll have to retime it. I, you, no, dude, I hold that that's the, true. If, if, if you cut in half, yes. if you cut in half the height of this tail from the, from the ground, yeah. you'll still have enough power to get that deck up. And I'm going to use... When people first started to pop their boards, mm -hmm. their first move was to ride smaller wheels. Get rid of the riser, get those wheels small, and they immediately started to pop their boards and do all, all manner of maneuver. Yeah. They really did. No, uh, They yeah. were all in garbage cans. I'm, I'm interested in that because to me, yeah. when I think about no tail guard in the pop on a deck without going down a huge rabbit hole. No, that's you're, why you're, we're here. The, the distance from the bottom of the tip of your deck to the ground to me represents potential leverage to be used. Okay, so if you can access six inches of potential leverage instead of three inches or four inches instead of two inches, you'd have to change up the timing, which you're doing the ollie motion, but it should give you more pop. Go ahead. Diagram. Or more, more lift off. Yes. So there's the distance from the oh. bottom, from the striking surface of the tail good. to the ground. All right. There you go. Yes. There's your distance. Let's call it, let's just call four it. Four inches. All right. Let's call it four inches. All right. So, so we're going to, we're going to use the lowercase letter D. Yeah. D equals four inches. I bet there are some funny jokes being made right <laughs> now. All right. So uh. D equals four inches. Yes. All right. So you put a tail guard on. Yeah. Now, D equals 3.75 yes. inches. Well, here's the question. Let's just say you had a really low tail or really small wheels or you didn't use any, uh, what do you call it? Some Risers. Risers. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, it turns out, no risers and smaller wheels is exactly what the street kids do. Yeah, let me let me ask you this. I bet that the potential leverage that you can access is the same because of the shape of the deck. It's just the timing that people enjoy. That people either enjoy a more lopey feel or they Here, enjoy a quicker about, feel. We're talking about longer and shorter amounts of time. Yes. We're talking about greater and smaller distances of travel yes 100 percent. so so what is the minimum yeah distance of travel from for the tail lever yeah for adequate rebound in yes. pop because think about this when you have a deck without trucks on it sitting on the carpet to like learn how to kickflip and stuff you can't pop, pop that thing up into the air without real practice. That's right. That's too little. Yeah, it's way too little. But go ahead and put a, a 42 millimeter wheel yeah. with with a low truck yes. under it, and you have enough to get over a garbage can, my guy. 
You do. You do. Yeah. And that's a very low setup. We're talking yes. about we're talking about timing. low and high. Yes. We're talking about distance and timing. Yeah. All right. So so if I can do if I can get a set a set of low trucks and a forty two millimeter wheel yeah. and get over a garbage can, now my top speed, that's a different yeah, issue. Different conversation. My top speeds are right. gonna be lower, but the you've beyond adequate travel and time yes. to get over a freaking 55 gallon garbage can yeah for sure no i'm not do. I, I'm so you. i'm sitting here you got guys that are riding a 52 54 millimeter wheel mm -hmm. they've got beyond adequate time yeah they just don't like something that's weird yeah they don't want a weird thing well and I, you're gonna have to readjust the way that you pop all your tricks because it's gonna be different I, I, here's a fun fact Go ahead. All these guys that are running 54 millimeter wheels. I ride 58s and 56s. Yeah. Um, I ride 60s. Mm -hmm. I can even be caught trifling. Trifling. Tra straight traipsing. <laughs> yeah. With 63s. Okay. I, I can be caught on such things. Yeah. Because I love the smoothness. Yeah. I love to get over the pebbles and the cracks. I want to go fast. Yeah. Your your pebble and crack prof travel profile yes. is so much more generous on a little bit larger wheel. 100%. It makes a huge difference. Then you bring in formulas and hardnesses and things like that. I don't even know what to say with the pile of dragons out there, but you've got this thing, right? Yes. If I put a tail guard on, mm -hmm. I'm beginning to reclaim the low pop profile. Yeah. The quick travel. Yeah. I'm beginning to reclaim that feel. No, it's not a feel. It is a feel because okay, <laughs> it's I'm beginning to reclaim the dimensional reality yes. of a lower yes. setup. Yes. One of my issues is I run a hightail board. Yeah. On a on a riser pad. Yes. And a large wheel. Yes. And that means that when I pop my board, mm -hmm. I've got to bring the front way up. Yes. My front leg and hip have to yes. come way up really way up. fast. Yes, really fast. Before yep. I get impact. 100%. Before I get the rebound of the board yes. to travel an ollie. Yes. I introduce a, a quarter inch uh, tail guard. Mm -hmm. I don't have to I don't have to do it as much. I've yeah. got a quicker ollie pop. Right. I sped up the pop. Yes. That is a net gain. It goes in the pro column. Sure. Now um I have made my own tail guards out of cutting boards in the past. Yes. And I've beveled them on a wedge yeah. and made them wide enough mm -hmm. that I can tail slide on them. Yeah, that's actually kind of sick. I've sanded the deck. Yeah. I've sanded the tail guard. Yeah. And I have epoxied them in place Yeah. to where they don't need screws. But then mm -hmm. I deep countersink a couple of screws Yeah. and I do this funny thing. Without grip tape on the board, mm -hmm. I just freaking send it with <sighs> like narrow shank drywall screws. Yes. And then I grind her off the top. I, I remember you doing that. Because I yeah. ain't taking it out again. Yeah, like, no, this is it. This is permanent. Yeah. And and I tend to put a much thinner tail guard on. Yeah. I tend to use a, a very thin tail guard. Yeah. Because by the time it, it bevels flat. Mm hmm. You know, it has a corner, and that corner wears away because there's high friction because it's low surface area. Yeah. But after it bevels out, it's the 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 speed at which it is reducing in thickness 
is decreased because the surface area it's that's so touching large, yes. is larger. 100%. And then when it bevels down yeah. pretty far and it starts to, to get into the wood, it has a huge amount of plastic yeah. that's going to just let it go. Yeah. Or don't. Drill out your screws. You can right. drill them out if you want to. Or you can put in some sex nuts. Yeah. You can you can grind it off on yep. a sander. I've got lots of sanders. I can grind it off on a sander and I can I can do another one if I want to, but I never had to. Yeah. I had decks lasting forever that way. And then when it comes to, oh, it's too slippery on tail slides, says the guy who's waxing, waxing everything. everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I understand. And too slippery, I don't know. Adapt. Yeah. So, so I, I look at that and then I, it slides. Yeah, that is it slides. But what I'm describing aren't tail guards. What I'm describing is a Lou Ross <laughs> peculiarity yeah. that I bring into the world of. Sure. You know, the tail guard. Why is that freezing? Stop. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, so so when I want a tail guard or when I want to, to do something like that, it's usually with a deck I think is epic. Yeah. You want right. to keep it. So I make a custom tail guard. I'll take a like a thin cutting board. Mm hmm. And I will, I'll straight up cover half the tail with it. Yeah. Like it's huge. Bro, it's sick. Yeah. It's, but I, I sand epoxy and I screw, I do through screws with yes. it. And man, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So the only way for a normal human being to get that is to get with an artisanal craftsman. No. They, well, you can okay. do it yourself. Okay. But you're I not going to get that at like a skate shop. You're going to have to do a lot of work yourself to do that. Because a normal person would have to put their deck on top of a piece of cutting board mm -hmm. and trace it. Yes. And then they would have to clamp it. Yes. And jigsaw it. Yes. And then they would have to rough it mm -hmm. and sand the board. I'm thinking palm sander. I'm thinking 80, 60 grit. Mm -hmm. They would have to mix some epoxy. They would have, oh, by the way, you might want to heat it and bend it. Yeah. I want to put some heat on it and bend it. Right. Don't know. It's it's your show, man. <laughs> then, it's your tail guard. Then they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, uh, maybe they're going to drill it. Then they're going to drill it with a second one to countersink. Yeah. You know, so that's two drill bits. Yes. Then they're going to throw some screws through there. They're going to. Put with the epoxy. They're going to screw it. Then they're going to clamp it. You need a couple clamps. Yes. You know. Then they're going to leave it overnight, and it's going to be overlapped. Then they're going to take it to a sander. Yes. Like an edge sander. Like a sander that they can sand with, and they're going to do that edge profile. Yeah, like... And where they nick the uh, poly off of their board, yeah, they're going to treat it with a little bit of poly. Oh then they're going to grip tape it. Yes. What? That was like seventeen steps. It is, and it's like twelve tools. Yeah, for a but deck I'm, that's thirty bucks. Yeah, but you go out there and what a deck that's what thirty bucks. They're not thirty bucks anymore. Yeah, okay, sixty bucks. All right, good, sixty bucks. Well, why would I want to do that? Because it's the same popsicle shape as uh, this and that, and I can do sixty bucks every week, every two weeks. Oh, yeah, three, no, that is rough. Five weeks. You want to do you want to do sixty bucks every five weeks? That's six hundred dollars a year. That's six hundred and that's six hundred and. See, five times six, 52, is another 120 is a $620, $720 a year, 720 For 60 bucks every two weeks? Oh, every two weeks? No. Did you do every I week? I did it every week. You're, so it'd be every, 300 and, 310 
dollars a year. That's not that much. It's not that much. No, it's not. It's not that much. But what if you get? What if you start liking a certain type of deck? What if you go out and you're like, I love this shape. It just evokes a special feeling. Yeah, sure. You know, like like here we've got the uh, Zeppelin Arrowworks Deutschland, right? <laughs> This is a board that I want to ride for 20 years. I want to have this. Are you going to put a, a guard on that one? I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but I also haven't ridden it yet because I don't want to. I don't want to start wrecking it before I figure out what to do about it. Sure. It's such a craft deck. It's pressed by Madrid right here in the USA. Yes. Right, proper, straight down the pipe, and it's got amazing features that they have um, adapted. They've adapted the concave now. This is now. A retired prototype concave. Oh, I'm excited. One so, off. yeah, when I get my next Deutschland, but I don't want to get my next one just because this one's ruined and I can't ride it anymore. They're different now. Yes, I want to ride this one till I get the next one and enjoy the difference between the two with the ability to choose which one I prefer sure. and go back to it. I want to be able to hang it or stack it, yeah, and come back to it later on. I don't want a garage filled <laughs> with broken deluxe boards. Sure. That are my history in skateboarding. I want to come to a garage filled with re-rideable yep. life skateboards and Madrid pressed stuff that is epic and is connected to yes. the craft. I can understand that. And and I also want to see that increase. I want those values to increase among us. Because those are high value values. What you know what? I'm just thinking about tail guards. I think what I want for a tail guard if I had to ride one is I'd want something about a three sixteenth to an eighth inch even thick. an eighth even an eighth and I want it to cover everything from the tip of my tail all the way up to my truck. I agree with you. I there there used to be stuff called slip tape. Slip tape. It was a slick. It was a slick plastic for the bottom of your board. Uh, did you put it on the entire board? You could put it wherever you wanted it. Ah. Wherever you wanted an increase in durability. That's cool. To impact sure. and slideability. And it was not a popular product. Yeah. It was a bit, you know, yeah. a little bit artisanal. <laughs> artisanal. A little bit bespoke. Yes. It was a little bit beyond the the, the, the disposable, consumptive nature of modern yeah. skateboarding. Yeah. But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this this measurement we call D. Yeah. And the positive impact that it will have when I... Now, I did a thing. Okay. Nothing is proprietary in skateboard making. Yeah. Um, I'm not giving it away because someone else is going to discover it. And the more we put it out there, the less chance there is that some a-hole is going to patent it. Yeah, and act like it's all his. Forget those guys who patent things, right? <laughs> so, especially simple things. But we've talked about it before. Yeah. I would put another layer in a tail. Bro. I've seen you do that. That's bro. Now that I can get behind. That was okay. If I put it on the bottom, mm -hmm. it it decreased the measurement D. Yeah, but only by a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, but it did. Okay. Did you feel like it? It, it was it was significant. It felt strange. It increased. Or it, felt different. it increased the stiffness of the board. Okay. Okay. There are force degradation uh, vectors right. that are involved with that, and if I put it on the top, yeah. D stayed the same, mm -hmm. but the top had a second kick. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. It had a it had a sweet little kick in it. Yeah, and 
I got pretty stoked on that. And when I make my personals and mm -hmm. when I make customs, yeah. I'll be offering. Yes. You can get an extra layer on the top or you can get an extra layer on the bottom. It's only about two inches in. Okay. On the on the pressing, it comes out to some number of distance on the sure. what you know. But like I also did it in the nose. Do you put it and it made rock hard noses. The boards are already cracking concrete blocks when they fly into them without yeah. damage. Right. These proper pressed, proper cured boards are strong. But do, do you put a piece below the the face ply? Yeah. Okay. So it's one below the face ply. Penultimate. Penultimate. It's a oh penult penultimate layer inlay. <sighs> yes, it, it is. It's not an inlay. It doesn't cut away to be put in. Yes. It's an additional penultimate layer. It makes it makes a difference. You can put it further toward the center of the board and spread that out over both ways. But I loved what it did. I did it on a few of my personals. I um, remember toward, seeing that. Toward, yep, yeah, you've you've I been around like a few. I don't know if that this one. That I think this one here might have it. I don't think so. No, no, no this is. This is thin. No. Um, but uh, yeah, um, this one. Th it might be. Pull it down. Oh, come Let's on. See if you can. My shoulder, Dude, man. Dude, yeah. How's oh. that feeling? Oh yeah, it's clicky. I don't think so. I don't think so. There, it's not. No, this is also thin. But I um. Oh, that's that deck. That's that deck. Yes, <laughs> I remember. I filmed parts on both of these for Never Was. Oh, nice. And by Hold on, set, what's the shape on this? And, and by filmed parts, I mean I what's, got filmed and people made parts. One? This one? Yeah. I forgot it? what I called it. Oh, it's got it's, money bumps. It's got the money bumps. Gosh. This is when the, will your fantasies be quenched? They will never be quenched. I, I know that my actions have consequences, but my fantasies can never be quenched, and therefore I will never wow. learn. You really went in on this grip job. Did I? Look at Look at the inlay. The sticker inlay. Around the top hat. That's uh, very yeah. hardcore. Very, I'm so a hard, hardcore. I'm a hardcore guy. It's fine. Oh yeah. So um, so that is what I had to say so far. Yes. About tail guards. I also wanted, I wanted to speak to. Oh, stop, dude. I, ah! I want to speak to the cultural <sighs> implications of the eradication of tail guards. <laughs> Speak to it, baby. You guys know I'm no fan of conformist garbage, mm -hmm. disposable consumer culture. I do know that. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> he spoke to it. He did it. I just, I don't think that because it's not cool is ever a good argument. I don't. Because it's not I'm cool. A bit of an iconoclast, and I immediately buck against such things. And in that bucking, I do measurements and math, yeah. I figure things out. I get into the terminology that's actually what it's made of. Rocco just came in to visit. Penultimate. Um, and so there, we yeah. talked about tail guards. I, I like it. I don't think it was a waste. No. So now then, you brought something to my attention today. You found yourself a bit of a goob tube video. I did. And it was about Andrew Reynolds. It was a vice epically latered about Andrew Ronaldo himself. About how he was raising up the next generation. Ugh. And it's about what? How old is it? Four, six years old? No, it's older than that, dude. Cater, uh, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Silva, Silva is like, he's probably like 10 or 11. Just a wee lad. You know what? I'm going to, I have it right here. My he had himself a grip of the wee ones and he, they made a little rat pack. Yes. And they were a little crew. Something um, that stuck out to me. Which I like, I like a lot about that. I think that's, yeah. I think that's kind of cool when, 
when older guys create uh, create uh, growing ground 100%. for the younger guys. I like that. They say that this was November Pulls the heartstrings. November 12th of 2022, but this was... it. No, the it's a The footage is older. Yeah. The footage is way older. Uh, Spanky Long was talking about seeing Andrew Reynolds, really looking up to Andrew Reynolds. The for, part, the party phase. Well, he he was talking about really looking up to Andrew Reynolds for a long time, and then he finally met Andrew Reynolds when Andrew was in his party phase, and mm -hmm. he said that Andrew was at a contest, and the way that he communicated about it was really interesting because he was kind of like laughing. He was like, yeah, you know, I saw him, and I was like, whoa, you know, this guy really can't hold his his liquor. This guy looks real messed up. And then yeah. right at the end, he said, and you know what? It was kind of really a bummer. And then they cut the clip and went to something else. Yeah. And I was considering that and considering the impact. And I, really, it's nothing new. I mean, we've been talking about it forever. Oh, on the we, we are. We are reliable to yammer on yes. and on about such things as sobriety and considering the ancient ways. Yes. And just the fact that, like, sometimes you have a hero or somebody that you have kind of made a in your mind, they're this titan of whatever it is. And sometimes mm -hmm. when you meet them, it's really disappointing because in your mind, they were somebody different than they are in real life. And I, I could really see that Spanky actually really felt disappointed in that moment. And it was a really interesting moment in time for me to watch him talking about that. Because um, I've had moments like that, you know, where you're really expecting something and then you experience something else and you have this kind of like gut-wrenching feeling and you get this wave of disappointment, you know, um, and just like the, it's just a tale as old as time. You get a kid, they're really good at skateboarding. They get older. Tale as it's old as time. Disney copyright. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's just a tale as old as time because you're, you have all these young skaters and they get really good and then somebody picks them up and now they're am and now they're going on trips and maybe they graduate high school and good for them and then they get the money and then they go through this like five two to five year process of just total downhill destructing crash and burn crash and burn real um, hard extraction yes uh, uh value bob, bob lofton yeah value extraction yeah. um bob lofton used the term strip mining strip mining strip absolutely. mining the, these young talents yeah and this isn't just skateboarding this is like everything you know but it's because this is this podcast is sometimes about skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of sad to watch. I was like, man, this sucks. Like, really wish that um, there was a different way. You know, I'm, I, I, I wish the skateboarders valued different things. In the past, and that's dangerous ground. I know. It's easy to armchair quarterback yes. the past. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not great. Sure. Um, but it, it is valuable to look back mm -hmm. and ask, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes. Um, but how we react to that clear vision is important. Sure. So looking back, um, I, I feel like we can learn a few things about our heroes. Yeah. Um, I, I think we can increase our skepticism sure. and realize that like everybody has clay feet. Yep. You don't have a hero who won't let you down in real life. 100%. It's just true. Yep. Um, guaranteed to disappoint. Dude, will that kill the... Um, no. 
Didn't I hit that? You did. But it's iPhone, baby. So strange. Then we're good. That's that dang security uh, thing. From the freaking thing? Yeah, from the warehouse. Wow. Seven and a half. Seven still and a, has your name uh, on yep, there, Yep, still, still getting Jeepers. calls from a security system. <sighs> it didn't call me for four years, and now it's calling me again. Okay. Now, back to this. Yeah. The clay foot guarantee. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed, your heroes are not heroes. Everybody yeah. is just a person, and people all, we all have clay feet. The Captain Lou podcast, guaranteed to disappoint you in real life. <laughs> Yes, All right. If yes. we say things or do things that you admire, yeah, go ahead. But don't admire us. If we do something that brings value to you, sure. value the value of the thing, but don't overvalue us. Yeah. Um, we're not your dad, <laughs> and your dad had clay feet. Yeah. I've been a dad for a while. Yeah. You're a dad. I am. Whoa. We we have Crazy. clay feet. Yeah. And um so looking back, I know that people people would feel upset to have their past mulled over by other people. Yeah. Except that they made themselves public examples of and really took like we are the examples of skateboarding. You know, yeah. what it means to be a skateboarder. They led the charge. They took on such names as the chief, yeah. the boss. Yeah. And it's not only fair game to use these public personae as examples. Yeah. Um, it's right. It's, yeah. It should be done. Yeah. And honestly, I was, um, I found myself really liking what I was experiencing. The, the interviews with Andrew Reynolds himself, I... I was like, this guy seems like a cool dude, and I actually think that I like him. Like, it, it, yeah. From from the information I was getting from this video, you know, and he was being extremely honest, and I definitely applaud a person who's willing to look back on their life and say, "Oh man, I was a total idiot. I made horrible mistakes. I'm trying to do better. This is me. This is me now." You know. In my in my lifestyle, which is. There's a big intersection uh, in my in my daily life with uh, what some people would call recovery. Mm -hmm. Pretty big intersection there. Um, in in the way that I that I and my family live, we give a lot of space and time to recovery. And in my life experience in that style of living. Um, I have seen that it is very important to address the tentacles, tendrils, tendrils of what the psyche guys would call dysfunction. Hmm. Um, in in a in an addict recovery, whether it's one addiction or another, there are also things that are not considered addictions. Sure. Um, Oh, 90 minute limit. Yeah. It's important for people to make a break with enabling. Yes. It's important for institutions that are enabling of, and I'm using the word enabling, but I'm talking about putting people on a path to destruction. Sure. It's wrong. Shouldn't be done. Yeah. Can you break it into two episodes? I could. But I mean, I... since you're already goobing around in the Clipmaster. Yeah, don't make me do that. that All right, good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to stop here and take up on this. Uh, we're going we're gonna to bookmark that. This is, wow, everything all of the time. 
every well, single thing all of the time. Welcome to the. It's good that we're back to tech. We our last episode, yeah. we had no technical glitches at all. Seamless. Yeah, we don't want that. No, come on. No, we got to stay grounded. What are you crazy? Thank you for watching, listening, participating in the Captain Lou podcast. Um, we are on Spotify and all the other ones. Yeah. We have withdrawn from the Podbean realm. Yeah. But we're on your Googles. Yes. Um, you yeah, can watch a video form on Spotify in good quality. The Facebook Live, it is what it is. The audio on it is not as good. And it should be made clear that we're using, we have a, it's, we're not using the Facebook Live video for the Spotify or for the no. YouTube. It's a crisp, clean, super nice That's right. format. Well, it's still on cheap $20 lav mics. We don't want to be highbrow. Well, yeah, I know. That's right. Don't, yes. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, especially if you send us some of your hard-earned coin. Yes. We are, we are asking for your support. And right now we're offering our PayPal to you as, uh, what is our PayPal? Captain Lou. They, the Captain Lou podcast. Okay, so that's not how you tell someone your PayPal. Well, dog, what it's, do you want? It's uh, the Captain Lou podcast. Why'd you ask if you knew? I didn't know. I had to remember while you were doing it. <laughs> the Captain Lou podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Is our PayPal. The Camp Lou Podcast. So yeah. if you want to send some of your hard-earned coin, your ducats, your shackles, send them over here. We'd like to get some uh, cameras. Yes. And uh, some shotgun mics and raise the quality here in the Upper Sanctum studio. Yeah. And uh, you have our thanks, our appreciation, and um, we are humbled that you have spent your time with us. Um, we hope that this will continue to be time well spent for all of us. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for being here with us. For what it's worth, Captain Blue. Laters.